Nation and welcome to uh, the Wednesday edition of the Holy Commutes podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Trent Steffes, and your other co-host here, Austin Steffes. Austin, hello. Hello, Trent. Great to be here. Thank you. Yes, sir. We're uh, we are ramping up to you with this. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure you've listened uh, this week. We had the Cook Brothers on Monday. They kind of broke down what's going on for you with and uh, what they're looking forward to most. And I definitely agree with them on a lot. You and I listened to that today. Um, lot to look forward to next weekend. Next weekend, it's already coming. It is. And then yesterday, Tim Dean regaled you with his tales of uh, of his pet wiffle ball, which is always fun. So that's all good for him. And uh, that's another person I'm looking forward to seeing next weekend. Absolutely. With. Yeah. And so what we are going to do today is kind of give you give you all a perspective, one that maybe won't be shared by some of the other UWIF coverage that you're receiving. We are going to be, since we're Midwest guys, you and I, we're going to be uh, doing a little preview of all the Midwest influence, all the Midwest teams, all the Midwest players from U- uh, that are going to UWIF and uh, the tournament next year, next uh, weekend. So we're going to be going through that, and then I'm sure you'll get much more UWIF content as the week goes on. Over the weekend, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of podcasts doing UWIF stuff because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's the World Championship Tournament. we got a team coming from Japan. Going to be a big go. Some of the other teams that are going to be traveling a lot are the ones coming from the Midwest. Um, We have, let's count them, six total Midwest teams uh, designated their home bases in the Midwest. Yeah, so so we got six teams based in the Midwest, but we also do have players from the Midwest that are going to be playing on teams that are kind of based in the East. So let's go through those first. And uh, so, you know, we want to shout out our, our Midwest brethren. You know, uh, it's not a Midwest East Coast thing, but we definitely want to give a perspective uh, for those that are looking forward to UWIF that may not know much about these teams or uh, might not find out much about these teams. Uh, and I think that most of these teams are good ones to watch out for. And a lot of these players, too. So let's start off with uh, Derek Radick. He is from Chicago. He has played on um, several teams throughout the years. I think he plays for the Dinos and MAW. He plays in Leroy. He's a well-traveled Wiffle Wiffle name. You know Derek. Absolutely. He's a very nice person, and mm-hmm. he's really good at Wiffle Ball, too. Yep, hard-working guy, great pitcher. He's going to be playing for a team called K2, and they are like a combination of a few different teams. It's like the it's what the K9s were. I believe that's that's what they've kind of rebranded to is the K2s. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I don't know. I I, I guess I, I don't really know the whole bit there. Good for them. Uh, so uh, Derek is going to be one one quarter of that team, and uh, I think according to that preview, they're going to be relying on him heavily. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to see Derek. Uh, see how far he can take this team because mm-hmm. it's fun to watch him in MEW as well. Yeah, absolutely. Another lone player on an East Coast team, um, Tyler Flackney from the Meats, aka Dolph Chafman. Um, we be- we know him better as Smallpox. A lot of our audience, a lot of our listening audience here in Minnesota knows him better as Smallpox. He's an he's a Minnesota wiffle ball legend. And uh, we are lucky, because he lives here, we live very close, we're good friends with him, we are lucky enough to practice with him 
in scrimmage with him uh, leading up to you with. And tell me what you saw at the practice we had with him. Uh, it was some it was some incredible pitching uh, as as what he normally does. I mean, he looks as fresh as I've ever seen him. Didn't go to MWLA this year, so I think that's a big boost for him and just the the thought of the Meads getting to the championship again, possibly being able to save his arm until that point. Um, with all the pitchers they have, Ryan Bush coming back healthy too. It's I mean they're looking to get back to the championship again and win it this year. So yeah, and I think that the way you emphasize that at the end, win it this year, that's something Tyler might be able to help ensure because obviously he's been been a huge part of their team every year so far from UWIF, even going back to when they were a freaky franchise down in Texas. Mm-hmm. When he went down there, he's been part of this team. So he's no it's, he's no rookie. It's been building but, it's been building for a while. But it's just his his like you said, his arm is so fresh. I, I when I when we were out there practicing, I've never really seen him kind of at that peak. You know, there's a lot that's said about the NWA tournament and when it's held, whether it's July or September. And one thing that I think some of the UWIF people can kind of take comfort in is that there isn't this fast pitch tournament for no money the month before UWIF. Now, of course, I know that there was the MAW playoffs and everything, but that's going to happen regardless. You know, all of those guys are playing MAW regardless. And without NWA tournament that month before, I think that is really going to help some of those arms that would usually have pitched a whole tournament. And Tyler was one of those arms last year, Mm -hmm. which is why he had limited availability at UWIF. And when he did go, I don't know how he fared. I don't even know if he pitched, to be honest with you. Um, But this year, he, he hasn't pitched fast pitch. So he's just been doing bullpen and getting himself ready. And, um, and so he doesn't have the taxing innings on him and he's at the point, he's one of the best pitchers in the freaking country. He doesn't need that in game I don't, I don't know you know he's not the type of player where he's like oh it's his first time throwing all year he's the type of guy where he's at the point where in his career where he can start he, it can be the first time he's thrown all year and still be amazing because he's so fresh mm-hmm. you know what I mean and just just because what we saw and the speed he saw just in practice man that's what we were doing it was crazy yeah yeah it was just way beyond so uh, I'm really looking forward to what Tyler can do and uh looking forward to see what the meets can do no Absolutely. doubt about that yeah and so uh, the last kind of team that has a Midwest flair is the Way Too Beautiful. And I almost counted this team as a Midwest team because they're officially based in New Jersey, captained by Adam Milstead. Millsy, of course, he's an East Coast staple. He's a well-known guy out there, well-known wiffle ball brand, probably one of the best wiffle ball brands in the last five years, I would say. However, over half his team is coming from Missouri. And so when I look at that, and then you look at the fact that they qualified as the Freeze Pops out of SWBL Summer League, and I'm like, is this a Midwest team, or is this is this like M2B, Missouri Too Beautiful? I don't know. Um, no, but it's, it's, it's really cool to see such a Midwest influence on, like I said, such an important wiffle ball franchise. Mm-hmm. I'm so pumped about that. When Sam told me that he was teaming up with them, I was really excited. And uh, what I'm referring to is Sam Skibby and Gus Skibby, the Skibby brothers from the SWBL and Mo Whiff, and then Jordan Smith. No, not Cam Smith's wife, <laughs> even though it's the exact same name. Jordan Smith, the male, will be pitching for uh, for Way Too Beautiful. And Jordan was out there last year with Mo Whiff, and this year, I, I think they were telling me he's having an MVP year. 
I think when I was down there, I was at the Mo With Labor Day weekend tournament. And literally, when they, when they were talking about the best players of the year, it was basically Sam and Jordan mm-hmm. and Cam. Yeah, but like it was those three guys. And so for Millsy to, to get two of those guys in that competitive fast-pitch league down there, and then also get Gus, who's one of the most prolific hitters and fielders Wiffle Ball has seen, um, and is like almost still unknown at that level, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be great to see. What do you think about the Missouri influence on Way Too Beautiful? It's really cool to see, especially a team uh, based out of the East, like uh, Way Too Beautiful. Um, just kind of like you said, like having that like sort of brand that they carry with their logos and just jerseys and always having that. To see them pair up with the Skibbies and Jordan Smith is going to be really, really fun to see. They're great guys, and I think they're going to play and mesh really well together, and that chemistry is going to be off the charts. And the team's going to be pretty good, too. I mean, I think it would be a good dark, dark horse team to maybe make. Sunday. Sunday, for sure. I, you know, that's just where, where we're at at that point with this team, because who knows what they could do at this point. So Total revamp, but man, uh, another person who's just feeling really good. I talked to him that weekend, Sam Skibby. He's just got a whole repertoire of pitches ready to go, and uh, he's going to be showing it off mm. next weekend. So looking forward to that and seeing what that Midwest-influenced team can do. All right, so like I mentioned before, we do have another Midwest representative uh, representing us, and he is going to be playing on a kind of a super team out east, and that is Cam Smith. And Cam is one of my good wiffle ball friends, and I went down and played with him along with Jimmy Stouts on All Friends Wiffle down in Missouri over Labor Day weekend. So former teammate of mine, former teammate of yours on the Monstars. And uh, he's got some pretty great teammates this year. So here's his kind of super team here. So it's Cam Smith, Devin Torres, Kenny Stengel, Cooper Ruckel, Rob Longeroux. So legends all over, legends from all over. What do you think of that team? Wow. That is a, that is a stacked team. And yeah. When you think about having just just the pitching rotation they do, pitching, pitching rotation that they could have with Cooper Ruckel, who could throw near 100, and Cam Smith, who throws probably 90-ish, and all those bats with Rob Longer and, you can, and Devin Torres. Oh, yeah, Devin, Devin can Torres. be your Sunday pitcher. Yeah. Like, you could get to Sunday and not use that. De- like, I don't, that's why. That's probably my, like, team to win it, honestly. Really? One of my teams to win it. Like, oh, one of your teams already backpedaling. Yeah. Okay. Actually, you know what? I'll just ride with them. Oh, wow. Let's go. Wow. Super team country? Let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to move on to the actual Midwest teams, the ones representing officially the Midwest uh, in next weekend's tournament. And let's uh, let's get started with our team, the North Stars, the Minnesota North Stars. We're coming back for our second year, and uh, it's going to be myself and you, along with Evan Sibbett, who was with us last year. He was uh, MVP, MWA MVP and Pitcher of the Year last year. Um, you know, might win some awards in HRL this year, HRL World Series champion this year, along with one of our rookies coming, uh, Will Grass, a.k.a. Dumpy. Uh, you might know him from when he chugged a beer on the live stream of last year's national tournament, or last year's NWLA National Tournament Championships live stream. Pretty impressive chugging skills, even better pitchers. So looking forward to having him out there with that cut ball. And then um, Austin Hovis, who has just had an incredible year uh, playing in the HRL and MNWA. He had a postseason for the ages. He had two straight series. I mean, he, he had a very kind of uh, Will Smithy like run 
in that he basically he won two series for his team in the HRL playoffs with walk-off home runs. So, uh, or two big games. So it's not quite on the, you know, on the level of a league championship and national championship, but on a smaller scale, that's the kind of impact this guy's had on his team this year. And so we're going to have him out there too. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be one of our better form teams. I believe, I'm mean, better form teams. It's their second year having the team. So I think just to kind of revamp roster, what we had, we have our core three of you, me and Evan and adding um, Austin and Wills is really going to help boost our fielding greatly hitting and pitching for sure with having Will in there. So I'm excited to see what this team can do. And I think we can turn some heads this year, get our first win under our belts and then see where we can go after that. Yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be uh, interesting to see how the pool, how the pools uh, shape out this year. See how those brackets go. Yeah. See if we can get a little bit better luck than last year. And uh, so let's go down to Missouri and talk about the winners of that MoWiff tournament that I spoke of earlier. Uh, the MoWiff Miracle. This is going to be their second year. And they're going to be captained by Jason Worsterholm. And he was there last year. Real tall drink of water, that guy. Um, but he's going to be joined by Ryan O'Rear, Tony Cochran, Rory Rank, and Adam North. And uh, Adam North looks a lot like Mac from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So that's always nice to see. Um, I'm pretty sure uh, Adam was there last year, but Adam's a really nice guy, and he's really talented too on the wiffle ball field. And then uh, a couple of the new new guys to look forward to, I uh, face this guy. He beat us to go to the championship, Ryan O'Rear. And uh, he plays for the Mambas in Mowiff. And uh, he's this right-hander, got a, nice, got, got a nice set, nice speed. So I think he could... I think he can be a really nice uh, kind of uh, workhorse arm for him and uh, see what they got. And then uh, Rory Rank, I know that he's a huge Wiffle veteran. When I was down there, dude, he was talking to me about when HRL would go to those tournaments in Michigan in like 2004. Oh. Do you remember those videos? Yeah. Yeah. He was there. Wow. Yeah. So OG. he was, yeah, he was, he's, he's like OG. If you're an HRL and you're listening to this, this guy went to tournaments uh, with guys like Kmart and like Truck in the in the very first years. You can find them somewhere in, on YouTube. They have like vlogs from those tournaments and uh, yeah. So he's an OG. I know that, I think Stein tweeted out that, or maybe it was a, I, I don't know, somebody from the Cajuns Whiffs thing commented on their, on the roster announcement saying that he had played with Rory before. So it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see them out there. A nice mix. Kind of a big revamp from last year. All right, and then we got a couple teams from Michigan. You and I were just in Michigan. Yes, Actually, we, we have three teams from Michigan. Yeah, a lot of Michigan representation, and this first team is uh, a team that we know pretty well. Yeah, man. Yeah, the KWL Keggers. I've only faced them, I think, half a dozen times in national <laughs> tournaments. Um, yeah, this team, they beat us last year, knocked us out of the tournament. They were runner-ups in 2020 for NWLA tournaments. And they're coming back a little revamped. Uh, they're coming. They're returning three: Grant Miller, Mike Hogan, and Nate Thompson. And uh, Nate Thompson's a staple for them. He's been with them forever. Goes to all their tournaments. And then you got Hogan and Miller, who are both. They play a lot of. They play a lot of MAW, mm-hmm. which is wild. Um, but it's cool to see them out. It's cool to see them. But then they added a guy that I'm really excited about. Brendan Baranowski. Yeah. And uh, he is of MLW fame. He plays for the Cobras, the, spoiler alert, 2022 American League champion Cobras. 
and um, last year he played for the York Yaks, and that was an yeah. interesting that was an interesting get for them. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the connection, and so this year I was wondering where's Brendan going to end up. Is he going to go back with York because he had such a good year last year with them? But he is uh, he is even before MLW he was from KWL Kalamazoo. And so he is going to be with his kind of OG guys, the guys that brought him into wiffle ball, it seems. It, it makes sense, and it makes me happy that he's going to that team. Yeah. I think they could really use him, and he's a big get for their team. And it's just, I mean, it, it could have either been MLW or KWL. Glad he chose KWL. Yeah, but could you imagine him on MLW? Yeah. Team MLW, man? Brennan's Brennan's Brendan's very good. It was cool seeing him last year, like, in person, like, playing with the Yaks and... and just seeing what he can do pitching wise, hitting wise, um, what he can do with the bat. So he's only gotten better. Yeah. So it's gonna be cool to see that what that team can do. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So gonna be great to see them. Another Michigan team we're gonna be talking about here: WSEM, the Dream Team. They're gonna be coming back third time at UWF. They had a huge run in 2020. Then they uh, qualified uh, automatically by winning. By finishing Final Four at NWLA tournament the year before or the next year, last year, and then uh, they were close to making it to Sunday last year. But this is going to be their roster. Now this is their announced roster. I'll tell you because I've got a little bit of breaking news. Uh, Kyle Tomlinson, Caden Irwin, David Castle, Craig Skinner, and Chandler Phillips. Um, so the the thing I want to break is that Chandler Phillips will not be coming. So he's unfortunately got something going on. Something came up, and then they tried to uh, tried to fill it with a guy that played with them last year, Evan Bortmus, who's another amazing dude from WSEM. They got a lot of them there, and uh, unfortunately, Evan couldn't make it either. So it looks like they're going to be going with Kyle, Caden, Castle, and Skinner. Um, tell me about this. You know, you know this team well. Yeah, this team is a team that looks like they can make the run each year. Um, I'm just proving it the first year that they were in UF making that was it a top eight run or top six it was it was one of the it was top 16 at least run that they made kind of shocking a lot of people not too shocking for me just because I know a lot of like about WSEM what they've done how many national or NWLA um, tournaments they've won and not um, you know building pieces from teams that they've had from there uh, Kyle Tomlinson's just great pure hitter and fielder for them and then you got Skinner and Caden, who's going to be pitching. You know, Caden Irwin from the Mallards in MLW. It's cool watching him. Getting This pitching seems a lot better in MLW. And with that being cup ball, I just feel like he's getting better and better. So excited to see what this team can do. And then, of course, always David Castle. They're, they're sluggers. So dream team, they're always going to be looking good with their jerseys. You know, the jerseys you put on for them. And excited to see them out there, too. Honestly, dude, uh, the one... The person you didn't talk about that I really wanted to talk about was Craig Skinner. Oh, yeah. And uh, I saw this freak go from, like, he was a WSEM legend in, like, 2012, 2013, 2014, around that era of, like, when they were at their height and they were the evil empire. Like, he was one of their league guys who never really kind of shone out at nationals, but I always remember him pitching because he was on the uh, Diablos, and I really liked the Diablos. And they would always yell, Skinner, whenever he would, like, walk somebody or whatever. Um, <clears throat> but last year, he came out, um, WSEM had so many people doubting them because they didn't have Chandler. And what? how are they going to do? What? Like, they're not going to make it. They were Final Four the year before. They're not going to be Final Four. They were. 
And it was because of Craig, because he just turned it on. He started doing ultimate Frisbee. He told me this. He started doing ultimate Frisbee and that taught that like really helped him with his body control and his wrist and his like arm control. And so he was able to take that step. And I mean, he was masterful. I think I saw it in Paul's uh, write up. I think he posted a sub 0.5 ERA that tournament and got WSEM to the final four. And so I think he can do it again because I, I cannot wait to see what, and I mean, he's an absolute character too, but I can't wait to see what he can do with a cut ball. Yeah. So, you know, them losing Chandler's huge because Chandler was their big piece when they made a run in 2020 at UF. And it was going to be great to have him back because he missed last year and he's got a really, really nice, reliable, clean ball slider. But I think that they're not going to be as worse off as people think because Craig is going to be a better pitcher than a lot of people are going to give him credit for. But like you said, they're going to need that other arm and Caden's going to be the guy. And if you listen to the Wednesday commutes a lot on this podcast, I talk about Caden Irwin every time we talk about MLW. Yeah. I really think, and like you said, he's taking his steps this year. He's getting older. He's getting more experience. He's getting more confidence, man. Playing with Jordan Robles all year. Yeah. That's got to do such wonders for your wiffle psyche to play with somebody on that level. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you played with Cam Smith and Caleb Yonkman. Mm-hmm. What did that do for you? You play up to that level, yeah. 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 That's I mean that that's what it is. So it's uh so yeah, I'm I'm just excited. It's it's I'm I'm excited too. I I, I think again they're going to turn more heads this year and I think they're going to come in like almost under the radar as like they always do too. So Yeah. All right. So we got a couple more. Let's talk about the uh the reigning defending NWLA tournament national champions the CCW Skull Crushers coming out of Indy Circle City Wiffle uh these guys are my boys like I said they won the NWLA tournament this year uh Will Smithy hit a walk-off uh home run to win it and uh, then he did it again a few weeks later to win his league he hit a walk-off home run Reed Werner he put on a show for the folks in Indy that weekend and showed what kind of pitcher that they can bring. And then you have the bats of Brendan Dudas and Dylan Jones, uh, who are just both really, really reliable hitters. And then you got Taylor Carpenter, who wasn't on the roster, as Paul said in the write-up, uh, but I, but he's a really effective player and he's really close with these guys and he's going to fit right into their team and their scheme. So it's a little bit different then their team last year, they were the eight balls and they had a few more different guys, but, and they really only had Smithy. It kind of, I don't Did they have Warner last year? I can't remember. I believe they did. Okay. So I take that back, but uh, I just think that they're, they're, they're on a better level. They have that third option. Have more depth. Yeah. Yeah. So this what do team, you think? This team looks poised. Um, I think there are a few of their players like, um, it was a Tyler Carpenter, Taylor Carpenter, excuse me, Taylor Carpenter and, and Dylan Jones. I think it's going to be seen of what they can bring, kind of like the wild card pieces and how much they they can level up the team. I think that's going to be big. So Yeah, I think so too. Uh, but it's going to be great to see. And like they had said, it's the first time that the defending NWLA tournament champion is coming to play. Right. And uh, defend and like, you know, play that same year. So it's going to be great to see that. Can't we see how that measure up? Yeah. Um, all right, so we got one more team here, and uh, it's everybody's favorite, America's Darlings. Team MLW, the MLW All-Stars. Uh, they got a team and uh, they got a team in the 
under-17 national championships, so they're the MLW rising stars. And by the way, since we're talking about it, like I said, we listened to Paul and Tim's uh, podcast, and apparently there's a team from Wisconsin coming uh, as part of the under-17 national championships. So I'm really excited to meet those people. Um, you know, Midwest Midwest represent. I know there's other Midwest teams coming from like Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and stuff, but Wisconsin, that's getting real close to us, and I really like it getting further west up here in the Midwest. So it's going to be cool to meet them. Just wanted to give that shout out before we get in here. Team MLW. They had a great showing last year. I mean, you remember going to, like, watching their games. They had so many fans. Their games are loud. They're energetic just because they have all those kids watching them. Um, What do you think about them coming this year? I mean, as always, they're going to be one of those teams that's kind of like more of the spectacle teams. Mm -hmm. Um. Of course, very excited to see see them play. You know, just kind of see see them in the in the tournament format. You know, it's you know different seeing them play and play league on YouTube and play MLW, but to see them come in a tor- tournament format and move back and really show what they got, it is fun to see. And just their team that they're bringing to, I think it's a lot of a lot of fun, exciting players. Um, yeah, let's hot the roster then. For yeah, us. let me go through this roster first. Uh, we get and we got another change here that I'd like to announce. Yeah, uh, roster change. Yeah, we'll go through the we'll go through the announced roster first. Captain by Kyle Schultz, Tommy Coughlin the third, Jimmy Norp, Nick Saylor, Chris Cheatham. So same exact roster as last year. Saylor did not make it last year, so they only played with four. But that was their roster last year. And uh, unfortunately, this year Chris Cheatham cannot make it to UF, and so they are going to be. Uh, they're not going to be rolling four. They are going to be replacing him with somebody from MLW. And that person is going to be from the Pacific Predators, Ryan Cratched. Cratched is having an insane year. He's having... Is it safe to call it a rebound year? Did he have that bad of a year last year? But it seems like he's just on a different level. I don't think his year was as bad as we thought it was. Because a bad year for him was probably people's like really good years. Yeah. But it just seems like he's really gotten back to that... like peak form that we saw in the years prior when they were winning when they won the championship so wow gonna be cool really cool to see him throw fast see what he can do see what his movement's looking like and you know he can hit too so i mean i think yeah. they'll probably just hit, hit them all and i'm excited to see what this team can do again you know it's gonna be fun yeah me too um one the biggest thing the biggest difference and i was so impressed and surprised by their run last year because they didn't have as many pitchers as i thought they needed um but I think that that's different this year because literally everybody on their roster can pitch well. Um, you got Jimmy Norp and Cratch who are figuring to be your aces on this staff. And then you have TC3 and Kyle Schultz who can complement them well and fill in. But I really think that their X factor and a guy that can lead them to that next level and maybe even Sunday is Sailor. Because Sailor, he went out the last two NWA tournaments... He showed out this year hitting, and he showed out last year pitching and hitting. And so I was so excited to see what he could do with a cut ball at UWIF last year, and he could he didn't make it. And so for Sailor to now have that opportunity to play at UWIF, I'm so excited for that because he's had a hell of a year too. He's always so electric, and he's one of the best guys in all of Wiffle. Mm. So I'm so excited to see Sailor again. And I'm really excited to see what he can do. And if if they're gonna if they're if they make it to Sunday, it's gonna be because of Sailor. I have a feeling. Yeah, I think his bat's really gonna help push him and put put him over the top. Yeah, 
And of course, it's like what MLW is doing too with like the under 17 tournament and just like doing their like fan fest night. It's really cool. So they're always making the tournament special in their ways too. So yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so thanks so much for joining us and, um, yeah, we can't wait. This was a, just a little Midwest preview and, um, you know, I can't wait to see all the East coast teams out there. This is just you know, a nice little, nice little in-depth piece on some of the teams that might not get as much coverage or might not be as well known as some of the other East Coast powerhouses and, you know, not sour grapes at all because they're very deserving. This this is a legendary tournament with legendary teams and legendary players. This is a world championship tournament. There are people flying across the globe to play at you with. And it happens in less than two weeks. So I'm just, I'm on it. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm I'm on the same level. I'm super excited. I can't believe it's as close it is, as it is. Like, this crept up out of nowhere. New season Holy Commutes just came up out of nowhere, too. Like Yeah, and it's going to be... October already. Like, what, what happens? October is... I mean, this is a little behind the scenes for you, but October is the easiest month for Holy Commutes because it's just UF preview. Then once it happens, UF, <laughs> UF post, post-game. Dissecting it. Yep, yeah. just reviewing it. Rankings and stuff, and stuff like that. So Yep, so it's going to be a fun month and of Wiffle Ball. And we got Wifftoberfest coming up the weekend after the HRL, uh, HRL postseason tournament. That's a, that's a draft tournament for fun, and um, it's going to be the weekend after you if So we got... Did you sign up for that? Um, no. Okay, well, I got two weekends of Wiffle coming up. <laughs> All right, so thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we will see you tomorrow with uh, another Wiffle Ball podcast about Wiffle Ball on a podcast. Ghetto mythologies colonize my mind constantly to shine sonically in the shy divine comedy I vibe consciously to override suicide inside honestly cause they don't wanna honor me and honesty black king poetic with neck king's aesthetic half dream half machine where the black queens get naked for a dollar from a scholar like me not at all bothered with what a side of my see flipping a thousand grams get dissolved in the kitchen heart-wrenching pop plates took away from my ascension crooked ways brought from car lookaways from took and jays but it's too late for your prevention cause i'm playing my position i'm the man now Like jumps and deeper ends We the gems Your daughter will teach her hymns From the annals of crime channels That dismantle her Once for weaker men Send her back A living unfilling trap With no religion But brimming with brilliant facts So we map cast Distorted role of a lady With no control Let her go Hold on a baby I wanna see it all Never half asleep Some niggas can't see the walls Cause of the masterpiece My dad a breach Like hacker leaks Delete the McAfee's And slam the back doors In back of me Social engineer Pierce Stira to give a chat to me Happily Actually activated Off accolades Of my apogee And act yakety Then deeply speak it back to me To move it further We can have a junta Or a jerga I smurf it And spoof the server Reboot and produce a cursor I'm a man now Service and a little blue.
removed from the boycott. Advertised rum, space available on my toy box. But no sleeping on me, dig deeper than reaching shorty. Scheme for giant green, getting cream sweeter than being corny. Know the difference between being in love and being horny. Being hated, being human, being a teen, but being 40. They like to get them young, like I'm Brigham's son. Be more man in my attitudes, no ladder, rather have a youth. Like the OGs pulling benzos out. They make them put their pussies out like Fred Flintstone's house. Heart blacker than the back of Fred Flintstone mouth. Or maybe more like Bob Quasi take the Timbo route to be a man now. Keep your mother 